gentlemen, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the New Animal Podcast. Today, my name is Colin Bemis. My name's Colin Bemis every day. Today, I wanted to check in and say hello to all of you. So, hello. Um, it's been a little while since a, kind of a standalone episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation with Yoni Shrira. It was a pleasure having him uh, on the last episode. And I'm having a great day. I hope you are too. I'm having a great week, great few weeks actually. Um, and so I thought it would be a fun time to drop in. Uh, this is coming out on a Friday. Uh, later this afternoon, on the day of recording, we are having a very special guest who I am very good friends with and have worked extensively with in the past. Uh, hint, hint, uh, on my first film. Uh, and that episode will be coming out next Tuesday. Uh, so it's Friday now when you're listening to this, or at least when the episode came out. Uh, and then next week we have another really exciting guest, uh, which is with someone who I've been an admirer of for a very long time. Uh, and he's going to join us on the podcast next week. So we have a lot of fun stuff coming up, a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Uh, it's also a beautiful day here in New York and the leaves are changing. Um, I'm not going to give you a David Lynch style weather report though. I love uh, David Lynch weather reports. Uh, but anyway, so back to it. Um, I've had a great, uh, really rather excellent last few weeks. Uh, and I wanted to share them with you primarily because it's a good example of practicing what I preach, which isn't always easy to do. And it's often something that I don't do. The whole do as I say, not as I do can be helpful, but doesn't always help if you're not, <laughs> if you're not also uh, partaking in your own advice. And again, who am I to give advice? This is just uh, just my ramblings and what I go through and what I'm currently going through. And uh, it's a lot of good stuff and a lot of exciting stuff. Um, hopefully I can inspire you um, as, as you all inspire me and as I've, I've managed to kind of inspire myself over the last couple of weeks. Um, so I've started the process of pitching the Blue Hayworth. Um, couldn't be more ecstatic about it. Uh, I've also been pitching the company a lot doing a lot of networking, a lot of handshaking, and just getting people to know us as a company, um, to get people into the podcast so they can get an idea of what New Animal is all about, uh, what I'm all about as a producer and a filmmaker. Um, and it's just been a super rewarding experience. As a lot of you know, it's very different being in a room, writing, creating for weeks and months and years, um, and then going out and actually being able to facilitate conversations and to shake hands and to you know, have the joy of talking about your next film and talk about your previous work and, and, you know, what worked, what didn't, you know, um, what your company is all about. Um, obviously new animal is still in its infancy. So it's a lot of fun to be able to have conversations about our mission and our goals. Um, and people have been super receptive. Uh, I was on a trip up North a couple of weeks ago and it's one of those things that like, as you're, as you're doing these things and putting yourself out there and putting the company out there, it becomes more tangible. It becomes more real. Um, and, and I, I've, I've been deciding what to, uh, call this episode, but turning corners, you know, is a big thing. I think we all have those moments where we feel like we've successfully turned a corner. Uh, it could be personal, it could be professional, it could be business, whatever it is. But, um, when you have those moments, it's really something to covet and it's something to be proud of too, no matter what the corner is. Um, I don't know why I'm telling you all this, but uh, breaking down the wall or breaking down the door, break down the door was another title for this episode. So maybe I'll use both. Who knows? Too long of a title, but that's fine. Um, and so 
ever since I kind of, I have a lot of conversations with myself. I do a lot of planning. I take a lot of notes and I make a lot of lists. And as I've joked in the past, making lists can be great and making lists can be detrimental insofar as if you make a hundred of them and don't follow through on any of them. <laughs> so I'm kind of 50, 50. I make a lot of lists on a good day like today or a good couple of weeks, like the last couple of weeks. Um, I've been pretty diligent in checking the lists, going through them, accomplishing what I want to accomplish. And it just builds on itself. It's like building a house. You're laying it brick by brick. You're putting down the foundation, um, of, of your dreams and what you're trying to do. So every little thing that you succeed at and every little thing that you, put yourself out there on and every little check off of the checklist uh, is a great move in the right direction and a great step. Um, and I've just been rolling that ball up the hill ever since. Uh, again, it's only been a couple of weeks, but I'm just, I'm feeling super energetic. I'm, I'm feeling super excited. I'm having more and more digital meetings. Um, also booking more for the podcast, which is super positive too. Um, it's something that I really love doing and, and it all feeds on itself. You know, so when you're feeling better and you're doing better, um, I don't know, you're kind of more excited to have conversations and to talk, not just about oneself, but just talk with other people. Um, like, I couldn't be more excited later this afternoon. Again, have a really exciting guest coming on that I can't wait to chat with. So, um, and again, that will be coming to you next Tuesday. Let's see how many plugs I can put in my own show. Um, so what, what happened over the last couple of weeks? The first thing is I kind of got healthy. Um, sounds small, sounds silly. Well, I guess it doesn't sound silly, but we're, this is a film podcast, but I really kind of dedicated myself to getting back in shape, uh, eating better, exercising daily, um, you know, as much as I can. I'm trying not to go absolutely crazy with it. Well, I, I guess I am. But, uh, but I was talking uh, yesterday about the idea of uh, not guilting myself if I don't go full on on certain days. doesn't matter. Anyway, um, I've been working out a lot, uh, exercising, eating better. Um, that, in turn, has given me more energy. Um, it's also something to dedicate yourself to. And I think that the more things that you focus on and the more things that you to yourself dedicate yourself to begets more dedication. So I think once I started committing myself to, and look, October, one of my favorite months, I love Halloween. I love Christmas, love the holidays. So I had a lot of candy in the house through October. I ate a lot of it. Um, and that's okay. That's, that's, wasn't a great move on my part, but, uh, but either way. So, but just not doing that, getting back into what I consider <laughs> whatever shape I can get into, um, and just being healthier. It, it's kind of helped me refocus my mind, refocus what I'm thinking about. And also I, I do a lot of thinking about new animal and on the blue Hayworth while I'm working and while I'm working out and it's kind of always front and center, but um, I think dedicating yourself to one thing, again, it leads to an ability to refocus, reorient, and then dedicate yourself to a second thing, to a third thing, uh, and so on and so forth. Another thing, too, is I've been having very positive conversations with myself and positive affirmations for myself. That's something I've always been very difficult. Or I've always been very bad at and it has been very difficult for me. Um, I do a lot of uh, negative reinforcements for myself um, beat up on myself a lot, just traditionally. I think a lot of us do it. It's normal. Um, but it's something that I've really been able to slide back. Um, I've been really having a lot of positive conversations, um, just rewarding myself, you know, feeling a moment of pride that I got a done, got B's done, got C done, so on and so forth. Um, and that's something that I always, I, I really try to emphasize on the show whenever I can. Um, 
you know, because you're I'm always going to have that bastard version of myself on my shoulder criticizing me or thinking, you know, I didn't do this or I didn't do this well enough or whatever it is. Um, but I think one of the key elements over the last couple of weeks is I've really told that person to shut his mouth uh, and I've really been able to focus on the positive and and utilize my time uh, in better ways. So hopefully that can serve as an inspiration for everybody. And time utilization, as we've talked about a lot and I've talked with guests and I've also just spouted on as I'm spouting now, is a key thing. We all have the same amount of time in a day. What do we choose to do with it? And I think that I've managed to choose better and choose more wisely and use my time in a way that benefits me, hopefully benefits others, uh, and moves me closer to my goals and closer to my dreams. Um, So that's been kind of a key element uh, of everything too. Uh, So much of what our life is is what we tell ourselves and how we react to things. Um, Again, historically, I've reacted very negatively to the most minor of things. And over the last, you know, hopefully last couple of years, uh, last few years, I've really reoriented that and re redirected that. Um, and so that's kind of been a key to success, especially over the last couple of weeks. I also, again, <laughs> just love the season. I love the fall. I love the leaves changing. Right now I'm looking out of my office at a beautiful tree that is, uh, Pretty much every color. It's uh, we got greens, yellows, reds, oranges, uh, you know, bright blue sky. It's uh, it's beautiful. But I love the season. I love the cold. I love jackets. I love scarves. So all of that helps with my mood too. But um, but again, it, life is very much how you react to things. Um, any event, whether it's perceived as good or bad, uh, it's up to you and it's up to me on how we react to them. You know, if something negative happens, how can I spin it to something positive? You know, if, if whatever it is. You know, okay, well, how do I utilize this? Whether it, do I learn from this or is it really that bad? Is what just happened really that bad? And then how do I frame it to myself? And I try to do that as quickly as possible. It's not something that I stew on. It's just, you know, whatever the moment is or whatever, it could be something small, it could be something bigger. Number one is how do we solve it? And number two is how is this a positive? Um, and it's worked for me. Um, and I think it, it, you know, and I don't that I invented that. Um, but I think that's something to remind ourselves and it's something that I remind myself, um, a lot every day. Um, uh, and it's been working well for me, you know, and, and I encourage all of you to just realize that nobody is ever going to stop you. You know, nobody's going to stop me from going after my dreams. Um, you know, if anyone is going to stop me, it's going to be myself. So it's kind of having those positive conversations, pushing myself aside a little bit and saying, Colin, you're not going to stop me. You're just not. And no one else is. Um, say that to yourself. It works. It really helps. You know, because it's, you're the arbiter of your own destiny, um, as am I, as all of us are. Um, so again, have those positive affirmations, those confirmations, all the mations, all the mations. There's just a loud noise outside. Hopefully you didn't hear that. I don't know what it was. Anyway, don't you like these rambling episodes? I don't know. I, sh- I should do a poll on Twitter. I'm curious if, if these are favored or the guest segments, probably the guest segments, which would make a lot of sense. Um, so don't feel sorry for yourself because it works for me. I'm trying to feel sorry for myself less. Don't tell yourself no. Tell yourself yes. And again, reorient your focus, reorient your drive, where you're going, what you're doing, and why you're doing it. Remember why you're doing the things that you're doing. And again, it could be anything, any sort of art, creativity, 
uh, whether you're a writer, whether you're a painter, you're a musician, no matter what dreams you're going after, why you're doing it for yourself, for your family, for a better life, for just creating art, for connecting with people, you know, wh- whatever it is, remind yourself of the journey, remind yourself, remind yourself of why you're doing it, why you're going through these steps, because it's worth it. It's worth putting yourself out there and it's worth going through the effort and it's worth doing the things that most people aren't going to try to do or aren't going to succeed at doing. Um, and that lack of success, again, is it comes from stopping. Just keep going. Keep pushing through everything. Uh, no matter what you're going through in your life, there are positives. And it's it's really about training your brain on how you're reacting and how you're perceiving things and how you're thinking. And if you're able to get to that positive place, if you're able to tell yourself the true positive things, because that's the thing. It's not just, it's not like you're lying to yourself, you know, if something's negative and you go, well, this is a positive, you know, there are negative things, but again, it's, it's how you, how you react to them. How many times can I say that this episode? But it's, it's very true. Um, change what you perceive as negatives, figure out how to turn them into positives and believe in what you're doing. Believe in it. You're the, you're the leader of whatever dream you're going after, whatever film you're trying to make, whatever script you're trying to write, you've got to champion it before anyone else is going to champion it. You have to believe in what you've created and what you are creating, you know, and it's, it's for everybody and everyone has different levels of it, but it's nerve wracking. You're, you're, you know, most of us write in a vacuum and it takes weeks and months and sometimes years to write the script to write the thing that you want to make. And that's just the blueprint of the thing. You know, it's not like you spend all of these months and then you're done and then you get to like rejoice. Now it's like you've done 2% of the work. Now you have to go and make the movie. So number one, be proud whenever you write a word of a script, but even when it's done, that journey, as exciting as it is, it's a journey and it can be nerve wracking, but set all that aside you know, and I think when you go to pitch or when you talk to a producer or when you're trying to put money together, you're talking to an investor, of course, there's that element of nerves and that, you know, could be self-doubt. It could be like, oh, you know, who am I to ask for X amount of dollars? Why, who am I to try to raise this amount of money? But then think about it. Think about how much you loved that script. Think of how much the, the reason, think of the reason you wrote that script. And then think about all of the movies that are made out there. You know, think about the $200 million movie which is obviously 200 $1 million movies. That's 400 $500,000 movies. So the budget for my next film is between four and $600,000. So you can make 400 of them, <laughs> 400 of those movies um, for the price of one of these $200 million blockbusters. And also just think of all the movies that you love that might've been made for a million or 2 million or whatever it is, but don't feel less than for trying to get that money. Um, and it doesn't mean that your next film has to be $500,000. It could be a hundred thousand dollar budget. It could be $20,000 budget, you know? Um, and I think many people listening to this podcast know many films that they love that were made for 60 grand or 50 grand or 200 grand. Um, but the point of this is that it's naturally going to be nerve wracking, but you have to be the champion of your work and you have to be the champion of yourself when you go out there. So the more conversations you have, the less nerve nervous you will be and the less nerve wracking you will be because you will get used to it and you will condition yourself. Um, but I really encourage that just from the get go. Don't hesitate. Uh, you know, don't, don't question yourself. You know, you've done it. You've put in the work, you've created the script. Now go out there and get the money or, or get the money from your friends and family or save the money, whatever it is, but just have the confidence and the conviction of what you've created. 
And I say this to myself a lot too. I mean, every time you have a conversation, especially with someone that's established or someone that's made five films or 10 films or whatever it might be there, you're always going to have that moment of like, Oh man, like I'm having this conversation with this person and like he or she has, has done this, you know, amazing film or whatever it is, or they produce these great movies. They've been able to put these together. Like, what do I know? Or, you know, why do I deserve it? Everyone started somewhere, you know, everyone hadn't made a movie at some point. Everybody has never produced a movie at some point. And it's part of your journey. It's trying to get to it. I've only made one film, you know? So talking to someone who's made 10 films, who the hell am I? Uh, but that's the wrong thought process to have. Same with someone who's never made a movie. You know, it's, it's it, have confidence in yourself, have conviction in what you've created. Um, and also, something I've been doing recently, pardon me, is uh, I'm just trying to learn, you know, life is a journey of learning. Um, but recently, and, and this is just for anyone listening too. I just tweeted this. Um, I have some really exciting calls tomorrow about it. Looking for an entertainment lawyer, uh, both for my company, for New Animal and for the film. Uh, and so I have a call tomorrow morning um, with an entertainment lawyer in New York. But if anyone knows anyone, please send them my way via email through the website or on Twitter. Um, but that whole process, I, I just read two books on it uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I had two books about indie producing and about, uh, they're written by lawyers. It's a, from a legal standpoint. Um, I will plug them either via Twitter or on the next episode. I don't have them in front of me right now. Um, but they're great books. You're not a lawyer afterwards, but at least it makes you more and more literate in terms of what you're going to be facing, what to expect. Um, a lot of it doesn't concern smaller films a lot of it's geared towards bigger stuff a lot of it you know depends if you're going to be union non-union there's a bunch of stuff that goes into it but the more you read and the more you educate yourself the more empowered you will feel because you will be more empowered you'll have the conversations that you will have will be a lot more guided by um things that that both parties already know so you can ask for elucidation rather than kind of a baseline definition. It'll also save you money. Lawyers charge you by the minute, essentially. So when you go into meetings and and try to figure this stuff out, especially if you're a producer, again, I've only I've produced some smaller stuff, but I've only produced one feature film. Um, and it was for an incredibly low amount of money. So you can kind of argue, like, yes, I produced it, um, but there's a lot to learn, a lot to know. So I've been reading, again, a couple of books on it, um, and I just kind of want to be a sponge and soak everything up, but, uh, the internet's a great resource and, and books, you know, good old books, <laughs> people still read them. Uh, and on Amazon, you can get all these books for 15 to 25 bucks. Um, and it gives you so much knowledge and it gives you so many weapons in terms of just knowing what you're doing and how you're doing it. So I really recommend, um, you know, getting out there and just whatever, whatever the thing is that you feel you're lacking on, or you might not know, it could be the basics of A, B, and C. It could be the logistics of A, B, and C. It could be something very complicated, you know, read up on it. Cause you'll, you'll feel better the moment you finish a chapter and you're like, Oh, okay. You know, I, I didn't know that. I've said this before too, but, uh, my buddy Jordan and I, uh, we took a producing class in UCLA in, in the summer of 2006. I learned like so much, <laughs> from that class. It was just like a, not a joke class, uh, but it was just this, you know, six week class at UCLA. And uh, I think it was just called producing the film. taught by Merle A. Schreibman, believe the director, maybe producer, but the director of uh, parts, the clone is horror. Jordan, if you're listening, you remember Merle anyway. Uh, and then, and then my producing class in Hunter college with Art Jones, but those two things, were the huge foundation for all of the producing things that I've learned that weren't learned through conversations with actual producers or, you know, 
behind the scenes documentaries. Um, so anyway, educating yourself uh, is a great thing. Um, as I just said, entertainment lawyer, uh, any leads, you know, we're looking for a lawyer. Obviously we're not like saddled with lots of money. We're a brand new company. Um, we've made one film getting ready to make a second film next year, which is a bigger budget. So there's going to be a lot of questions, a lot of legal stuff. Uh, but we are looking for an entertainment lawyer that wants to be part of a building brand. Um, it's obviously not just one film. Um, I've been in talks with several people about producing their feature film sometime next year into 2024. Um, we also obviously have the podcast and there's a lot of other things we'll be doing in the website. Um, so there's going to be a lot of legal stuff that I just, I need a lawyer. <laughs> I can't worry about all of it. So if anyone knows anyone personally or that has used an entertainment lawyer that they can really rely on, um, that they really like, please send them my way. Uh, that would be much appreciated. Uh, last thing too, um, I'm not going to go on and on too much during this episode. Hopefully this is a nice little, little check-in. Little check-in. Oh, wow, guys. Thank you. You're too kind. Um, but one, another thing too, is if you can, uh, please review, if you listen to this podcast and you really like it, uh, please review it on Apple or I know in Spotify, you, I don't think you write reviews. You just give it a five-star rating, but it would really mean a lot, um, to new animal. And to me personally, if you can just rate the podcast on Apple podcasts, uh, write a quick blurb, it could be a sentence, um, it really just helps the algorithm. You know, it helps people find the show. A lot of it now are just people that either know me or, or happen to have seen the first film, or if we're lucky enough to have a friend of a friend recommend it, um, or on, you know, on social media and all of that's great. But, you know, if someone's just trying to find a new podcast on Apple, you know, we're like at the bottom, <laughs> very bottom of the list. Um, and so uh, to that note too, not just reviewing it, but if you see something that I tweet or that new animal tweets and you like, you know, if it's about the episode or about one of the upcoming episodes, please feel free to retweet it, you know, sharing it. It just really helps people, you know, listen to the podcast. And, um, obviously we're always trying to grow an audience as well. And, you know, as time goes, especially going into 2023, we're going to do a lot of content also on our YouTube channel and also here about making the blue Hayworth. And I know that, I've talked about it a lot over the last couple of months. These processes take a lot of time. There's a lot of moving parts. Like I said, right now, it's kind of the, the legal aspect of it. We're going through a lot of that stuff, which um, I can get into once it's done and explain how we did it. But we're really going to get into the nuts and bolts of making the Blue Hayworth from the beginning all the way until distribution. So it'll be a, a, more than a year's journey um, in audio form and also documented on our YouTube, um, and on our website as well. So it's going to be really exciting. So for anyone that wants to see a little indie company make a feature film and all of the tribulations and glorious victories that are involved in it from either end of the spectrum, um, you'll definitely, you know, hopefully want to check out the podcast, um, and all the other stuff that we have going on on the site and YouTube. So, so stay tuned for that ladies and gentlemen next Tuesday. I, I wish I knew off the top of my head what day that was. Um, what's today? It should be the 14th or the 15th. Hold on. I'm going to put you through this because I'm forgetting what day today is. Uh, this is really embarrassing. So November 15th will be, and today's the 11th when you're listening to this. On the 15th, you'll have a brand new episode with a guest. Who knows how long it's going to run. We're recording it in 89 minutes from this moment. Um, and then the following week on the 22nd of November, you're going to have a really exciting episode with someone that I can't wait to talk to um, and have been a big fan of for a very long time. I'm probably going to drop another one or two of these on Fridays. Not sure if it's going to be the 18th to the 25th, but stay tuned. 
ladies and gentlemen. And that is a wrap on this episode.